Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to another Out of Spec podcast episode. I'm here with my colleague, Zach, and we are talking about electric camping. Zach, how are you doing, sir? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Just a late night here in Colorado. But yeah, uh, excited to talk about this because there's a lot coming out for electric electric camping. And I think it's going to be a really hot topic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, is this even going to work? So, for example, I own a van. I'm a huge fan of van life. I think it's a great way to put yourself in, you know, a small vehicle that can go out into the wilderness or even in urban areas, depending on how you use it, and you have all the amenities at home. For example, in my Sprinter, I have a Winnebago Revel conversion. I have a shower. I have a kitchen. I have a cooktop. I have a bed. Uh, and I have a storage location, plenty of storage, and I can even put dirt bikes in the back and tow a trailer. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like a mobile home, if you will, except van life has seemingly, you know, these class B vans with lift kits, especially the Sprinter platform have just exploded around here. Yeah, you know, they're you everywhere. Recently, yeah. You just checked out a transit one right off the bat. Are you a transit guy or a Sprinter guy? I'm a transit guy. Uh, I like Ford and I think they're already ahead of the game with the e-transit already here and you can get it uh, without anything on the back, the, the just the chassis already. You know, you can order that from Ford right now, uh, which is super exciting. And uh, I love, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the transit class C motorhomes that they do as well on the same platform. Yeah, I guess so, the E plus or the C minus, however you want to put it. Yeah, the itty bitty C. Uh, but it's uh, it's really exciting because with that, you'll have a lot more, you know, adventures, you know, you can put more people in it. Like, cause with your van, it does have its downsides, right? Like your current sprinter, like for you and Alyssa is perfect. You got two dogs, man. Could you imagine if like I tagged along and like timing were in there too? Like that would it's be not possible. This is not possible. So like, I think with that, you know, being said with Ford already having class C uh, motorhomes on their transit who who's not to think that something with a class C 
on that transit line with the with the battery or with the all electric platform is completely possible. Yeah, I think definitely they have the best starting point because the single rear wheel transit, I believe it's just a 1500 low mm-hmm. payload capacity because of right. the battery pack. Um, so let's break this down really quick. Everyone loves vans. We all love getting out into the wilderness. The problem with my van is the drivability. The sprinter up at high elevation, I got a ton of lag because the natural air density is low, which means it takes a long time for it to build boost. It's really slow. Uh, Mm -hmm. And honestly, it doesn't get that good of fuel mileage. So what would it be like if my van was electric? I would have other major concerns, don't you think? Yeah, I would have serious concerns right off the bat just because like, you know, we're basing a lot of this off the transit, right? Just thinking the the e-transit, the range is what, 115, right? Yeah, and that's like a good day because the thing is to get, uh, you would have to get the high roof version to be able to stand up inside of it. And it's only rear-wheel drive, so maybe mm-hmm. not an adventure van, but at least something urban-related. Yeah, something that will get you out there, right? But then you're putting all that weight on it. You're going to put a ton of weight in it, you know, even if you're building it yourself or, you know, if you're using lightweight materials, you got to add, what's to say, a 1,000 pounds, you know, so you're, you're getting close to payload capacity because you already have that giant battery on there. So what is it? How is that going to affect your range? Is your range going to be like, is your livable, drivable range going to be like 50 to 75 miles? Like maybe Honestly, worse. I think I think under a hundred miles with today's tech in that van is probably likely. So actually, yeah. there's been an example of this already. Um, Winnebago has made a uh, electric uh, conversion based off of the Ford Transit. They mm-hmm. said that it had about a hundred and twenty mile range. Wow. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is they did not use the e-transit drivetrain. Oh, uh, okay. The, uh, which we've also tested this one, the Lightning e-motors heavy-duty transit conversion. So this is not done by Ford. This is done right here in Loveland, Colorado. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, they put in their 86-kilowatt-hour battery pack. They get the dually in the back, the wide fenders. It looks good. Yeah. 3,500. And that has pretty good range, according to Winnebago. Now, I'd love to test one of those. But in reality, it's very expensive. I think just the battery pack conversion last time I checked was 90 grand. (laughs) Just to make it electric, and you still got to buy a full, you know, transit. You still got to buy the van, yeah, right. And so they, you know, Winnebago did a one-off for I don't know if it was CES or one of these shows, and so like just to prove it's possible. But let's talk about the realities of buying that van. Certainly, let's just say, you know, Class Bs in general, this class of van is expensive and the quality isn't that good right now. No matter which manufacturer you go to, if it's Winnebago, if it's um, what are these ones where they have the uh, the Overland other versions of the Sprinters? Anyway, mm-hmm. you get a whole bunch of you know maybe three. Jayco has one now. Yeah. There's like three or four different converters of Transit and Sprinters in mass market. They're all two hundred grand. No, what you know b- between one fifty and two thirty. Yeah, and especially if you get a diesel. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, and and then like okay, let's say you wanted to make that electric. Well, that's going to be an additional if you convert it aftermarket at least. 90 grand. Um, thankfully with RV stuff, you can finance it out for years and years, but 
by that point, the technology will be outdated. Batteries will be degraded. It's still very much early days. It's a rich man's game at this point. I think it's a compromise with today's tech, at least in vans. Most of the tech is going into Silverado EV, F-150 Lightning, Rivian R1T, which might be the best camping solutions because those are purpose-built trucks. But at least with vans, the e-sprinter in Europe is front-wheel drive. It kind of sucks. Yeah, Rivian event. The Rivian Amazon van could be a cool platform. That could be cool. And not like class leading tech. It's just designed to do routes around. When I go in my Sprinter, I want to get out in the middle of nowhere. I want to go see the wilderness. I want to go get on top of a mountain. That's why I got that thing. And honestly, the range, I'm not Mr. Range, but I think the range is going to be so low if there were electric camper vans that it would be unusable. Now, what is your opinion about longer charging times? I feel like that's less of an issue because you're plugged into a charger with your entire house. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it, it could go a, a couple of ways. One, one you mentioned range, right? Like range is going to be terrible. And well, okay, it could be bad. Okay, let's say you live here in Colorado, right? And I want to go camping at an RV park because I'm an RV park guy. You know, I love RV parks. I got a kid. They got pools. They got everything you need. They got electricity. So you plug in your van, uh, your e-van, uh, and on 50 amp. So you, you're going to be pulling pretty good juice off of that. And then over the course of a couple of days, no big deal. I'll be there for a while. I can have all my amenities. I can go fully electric, drive into town, do whatever I need to do, come back, plug back in. You know, I think that is a real possibility for these for these e-vans because you'll be able to, you know, enjoy everything. Now off grid, now you go off grid and then you're setting up solar panels outside i guess you know maybe you have some you're going to need to put a whole field of solar yeah things are going to be so inefficient yeah it's going to be crazy like you know even those huge jackery batteries that you can get you know you can go you can get like one and a half kilowatts or something is like the biggest one you can get and it comes with four solar panels and it'll charge that it'll be like nine to ten hours to charge one of those in direct sunlight you know so is it realistic i don't think so to go off grid and be in an e-camping van, you're probably going to get stuck out there. Now, to go to an RV park, if you're if you're an RV park lifer, you could probably do it. And if you have 100 miles of range, you know, the way Electrify America is set up, most of the stations, most of the stations, not all, have like 100-mile gaps between them. At least like when I go home to Can- through Kansas down to Texas, there's this charger every 100 miles. So that's realistic to me, but that'd be a big stretch, and you have to go deep charges every time. So you, you gotta, you're going to be pushing it to the absolute max. Yeah, so. I, mean, I think that's a bit – I mean, honestly, I think we're going to need to see the 150 to 200 kilowatt hour battery packs in these things just because they're going to get under two miles per kilowatt hour. There's huge roofs, highway speeds. I mean, we see sprinters ripping across I-80 at 80 miles an hour everywhere mm-hmm. um, out here. And so people aren't going to want to change their lives to work around the van. Uh, I mean, there'll be a couple nerds like me who are like, let's do it. But people ultimately want to buy a better product. And for at least for passenger vehicles, electric is a better product 99% of the time. You have an Ionic 5. I've been driving my cheap Leaf around, and it's amazing. And so electric is the better solution. So mm-hmm. here's what I'm proposing before we get into looking at what manufacturers are doing. What about a plug-in hybrid van? I like that. I like that a lot, actually, because, you know, you can get the little benefits of that little extra electric juice when you need it to go up a big hill. Like I had a plug in hybrid Honda Clarity. If it came with some sort of hold button, 
where I could save that juice, just like the the new Jeeps do and uh, the Chrysler Pacifica does. So you can you can hold on to that. Like I think it's below ninety five percent. You can start holding the charge of the battery. So like you were complaining about going up going up the Ike in your van. You know, man, it, imagine if you could just pop the electric on, just juice on up. And yeah. just and and so that's certainly a great performance enhancer, and we've seen electric and combustion actually work really well. I'm not sold on this whole like let's drive electric every day and combustion on the weekend. I think it's like a really <laughs> good mix of yeah, uh, you know, having these two powertrains to make it move. But also this hold function that you bring up would be amazing by the time you get out to the trail because yeah. then you can run your AC all night. You'll have a built-in battery pack. You can run your heater. All mm-hmm. night. You may not need a diesel heater. The, my problem is I have, a, I don't know, seven or eight kilowatt hours worth of battery storage in my van. I only get like three hours of AC and then Oof. the leak's out. So in the summertime, my van, like I got to crank up a generator and then I'm mm-hmm. like, it, this just sucks. So if I had a built-in battery pack that could be used as a performance enhancer as well as a camping you know, power yeah. source, that- Well, it, it would have to be a, a good size pack though too, right? Because yeah, like, you know, like- 30 to 50 kilowatt hours like the new jeep i think is like 18 or something like that the somewhere around the rover is 35 wow that's a big one yeah i know yeah and it's got 50 kilowatt ccs dc charging see that's see that's that would be nice imagine like you know ford says okay let's take the power boost that's our base platform for this we'll put the power boost in there we'll put a bigger battery on it we'll give it a j172 plug you can plug it in, you know, do, you know, 11 kilowatt hour charging or something like that, but a really big charge. You don't need necessarily the fast charging, but, you know, put a really big onboard charger on there and you can pull some serious juice. But I love that idea of having that 40 kilowatt hour battery or so, maybe less. And then you could run your AC all night. You said you have like eight in your van right now. Imagine if you had like four times that you could pretty much run your AC all night. You know, the next day you're going to crank up, go to your next destination or wherever you might go. Yep. And then the batteries potentially recharge off the gas motor along the way. Yeah. 100%. Because I think the goal here isn't necessarily to increase efficiency, it's just to increase the amount of usable energy capacity and improve driving dynamics, but yeah. also being able to carry that with you. So that's one solution, which is. I, I'm not sold on battery electric technology today to make an electric van possible. Certainly, you could throw a million batteries in there. It's going to weigh a lot. But the yeah. biggest problem is it's going to cost uh, cost a ton of money. We're already up on the payload of these things. Like I think I can only put 15 or 1,600 pounds in my Sprinter. Transits have a bit higher payload, especially the 3,500 conversion. Mm-hmm. But like, then you're like, oh, my God, can I even bring a motorcycle on the back of this thing yeah. to stick within the well, limit? Then, you know – a lot of people tow trailers with their vans. I see it all the time around here. Yep. You know, like, could you imagine throwing a trailer on the back of that thing too? Your, your range is already terrible. Like what if like I have a motorcycle or I have a Jeep I want to bring with me and, you know, slap on the tow bar and take it out to the mountains. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, that would just be in the end of the world. And you could, you could go the GMC route, you know, Hey, let's throw a 200 kilowatt hour battery at it. And, you know, it'll get 300 miles of range or something, but you can carry around all that weight. It's going to add all that extra cost and it's going to be completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, because the the problem is van life is a, is a smaller market than a passenger vehicle. So you can't necessarily build at the scale that you could a Model 3 or a Model Y. It's lower volume, lower production, higher cost. Uh, and so I think battery electric is out for America, yeah. for the way we use vans. The um, way it is right now. There is not a plug-in hybrid solution on the market. And it seems like a, whoever can do it first will just win this thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I, I mean, I've never thought about that until we've had this discussion, obviously. And like, you know, that's really good idea, man, because yeah, that is really the move because it's the best of both worlds. And, you know, people who are RVing, you know, they're not going to be really wide open to sitting at a charger for hours and hours and hours. And like you said, you're already RVing. You've accepted the fact that you're going to be horrible for like the environment and like driving around. Like you're just not going to be, there's no efficient way to do it. You know, people can lie all they want and say my sprinter van gets 23 miles to the gallon, you know, and like, you know, there's no way like, so like, you know, just being able to have that little extra juice, you know, for camping, uh, for, you know, drivability and maybe you'll get like one or two miles per gallon. It reminds me of like the, uh, the early hybrid days. You remember like the Tahoe hybrid when that came out and it got like 2020 all the way around and it's like, cool. That's, I'm still driving my Tahoe and and it's working great. (laughs) Yep, exactly. So, um, Okay, I, I totally agree on all those points. Can we talk a little bit about what's currently on the market today briefly to see sure. where manufacturers are heading? Because obviously we've stated there's a huge wide open market for either Mercedes or for Ford to make a plug-in hybrid with uh, at least 30 to 40 kilowatt hours worth of battery storage fully integrated with the manufacturer of the RV to tap into the power systems. It has to be an open standard that they could tap into. Um, That's going to be key. But there's a really neat secondary solution, which is um, called the uh, CampWorks NS1. And these are built by our friends down here in Colorado. We're actually going to be testing them pretty soon. And they have, I want to say, a 20 or 30 kilowatt hour battery pack inside, mm-hmm. solar all over the roof. They're sort of off-grid situations. So, sorry, 11 kilowatt hours, which is not bad. Uh, and that's a towable. So you're not using that to move anything at all. Oh, very it's cool. Sort of a solar-powered off-grid trailer and it's like a teardrop right like a, like a like a teardrop yeah yeah so that is something that is kind of neat but again not really solving the van life problem that's something i'd like to tow behind my sprinter today or my yeah. rivian today would be really cool because then you have the electric truck and the sort of electric trailer and you can do some power sharing that's interesting well i think it's really cool but my, i'm curious the 11 kilowatt hour battery what is that running like it, it, i'm not seeing an ac is it just running like you're charging your cell phones and things like that? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we need to play around with it. We need to see. Yeah. It. So I think. Okay. No, here it is fully electric climate control. So I guess it does have a little AC on it. Yeah. That's cool. We got to play yeah. around with that. So that's coming up. But again, I, I think we're not talking about electric trucks and, uh, and camping. That'll be a different topic. We're talking mm-hmm. class B vans. So there have been some new vans coming on the market in Europe that I think can pave the way coming over here to the U.S. Um, and again, European van life is very different than U.S. van life. They're just starting to get the like full-size Sprinter off-roady conversions that really are the only Class Bs we see out here, the lifted yeah. transits and the – what are the the Dodge ProMasters? Yeah, um, I don't like the ProMasters. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, not a ProMaster. Yeah, that's like yeah, they're all front wheel drive, right? They're they're front wheel drive vans. It's just if you roll up in a ProMaster, it's just like whoa, yeah. <laughs> sorry, couldn't <laughs> get the Sprinter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but honestly, the Sprinter drivetrain kind of sucks too. So um, yeah. Mercedes has a camper version of the EQV. So in the U.S., we don't have the EQV, but this is a small pop-up tent version. We have a small uh, – Mercedes actually sells factory direct, a camper version of what's called the Metris here in America. And the mm-hmm. Metris is like the small van that they make. 
and they have a little pop-up tent and a bed in there and it's pretty cool in europe they did the same thing and just made it fully electric i think that's not really useful for our market that's a smaller van with a 90 kilowatt hour battery pack that has pretty good range and like you can cruise around and sleep in it but i don't really think people in america are looking for small vans we want to have a shower we want to have a kitchen we want capability at least i do we want to have storage and so i think that doesn't solve the need but for the european audience that could work that could work um, but then there's also the ID Buzz coming, which Ooh. is going to be a long wheelbase version here in America. We know someone's going to make a pop-up version. Oh, yeah. Volkswagen has already created an accessory line with a pull-out uh, cooktop with a bed in the back of it. So they know that people are going to be van lifing these things. What's your impression of that? Is that still too small for what we're talking about with the Sprinter Transit Promaster world? You know, like it is. I think it's a step down. It reminds me of the Chevy Astro back in the day. Yeah. Like the, hey, I'm not a minivan, but I'm not a full size van. I'm a Chevy Astro, <laughs> and that's how that's how they marketed those. You know, and like, uh, so the Buzz is even actually. I think it's a bit smaller than the Astro actually was. Yeah. Uh, and dude, those are everywhere up here, by the way. But anyway, that's another story. But anyway, uh, with the with the Buzz, I'm curious. Are they going to offer a high roof version? Do you think they're going to like you know push it out a little bit more to give people a little room to kind of build off of it. Are they going to offer like a chassis version too? I don't you know? know because I'm, I'm not seeing a high roof version. I'm not seeing a chassis version. They have an open cargo version for the U S right. uh, for the European market. I don't, and there's plenty of people who will build on that. You know, I can think of plenty of hipsters around, you know, Colorado. That's such a big thing up here. Like, People are living in these vans on the streets. Yes. Like people have actively chosen to say, you know what? I'm done with the high rent. I'm done with the high mortgage. I'm going to buy a van. I'm going to leave my significant other and I'm going to hit the road and I'm going to just be, be in a van. We you know, and know that's, a few people who have done that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know where I got that from, but uh, you know, it might be someone I know. But anyway, uh, but I think it's I think it's it's an active choice that people make. So then, okay, I'm gonna get this ID Buzz, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go live in it because you're gonna be spend a ton of money on the car, the rent, you know, to to build it out. You know, you're gonna add all that weight. I do not see the possibility unless you chop the roof and put a high top on it uh, of being able to do a shower in there or anything like that. Unless you like, yeah, there's just no way, you know, because you got the battery right beneath you. You got to go high roof. Uh, yeah. The thing is, if they can do that, well, think about this. There's a, at least today a ton of free charging points still around. If you look hard enough, you'll mm-hmm. find free charging. And if you're sleeping in your van, who cares how long it takes? So yeah. okay, your total cost of living, if we're talking about living in a van, uh, you spend the money on the ID buzz. People will you know, leave their job, drop it on a yeah. van, and then they get three years of free charging on Electrify America. They get, you know, DC fast Dude, if they do that on the buzz, if they do the three years free charging on the buzz, man, that would really open that door because you hear the biggest complaint from these van life people is how inefficient uh, the van is. And then you can go on YouTube and find plenty of people who are doing this and have been doing it for years and they've hit really hard times recently because gas is so insanely expensive. They're just like, well, we're going to stay here for four months because, you know, it's so it's so expensive to travel right now. So if you can get free charging on Electrify America, you can go over a hundred miles. 
Yeah, Man, that could really open market. that door. And then we're going to yeah. start seeing like packages dropped off at Electrify America stations and people are going to put them as their home address. Uh yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that, that'll lead to more, you know, I mean, this is so hypothetical, it's crazy, but that'll lead, right now we're seeing the problem of the chargers right now where people are camping on them. Yes. You know, like an ID4 owner, it's free charging. I live right around the corner. I'm at 98%. I'm just going to let it keep going. You know, right. so like. So there's a problem there, you know, and I think they need to do some sort of limitation where it's, you know, it's free up to 80%. And then after that, we're going to start, we're going to start attacking you, you know, right. or something because, uh, you know, it, it, that, that, that's a separate problem, obviously, but it's something that we need to, you know, think about too, with, with, you know, these vans coming on board and, you know, they do offer three years of charging and man, that'll open. I can think of so many Colorado people who would just say, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to build a buzz out. I'm going to yep. go travel the country in it, you know, I mean, and who cares how long it takes you're on vacation and you get free. Yeah. Charging. You're just cruising. So like there's a, let's, uh, let's break this down really quick. Yeah. Electric van life for the full size class B vans that we know today, the transits, the pro masters, the sprinters with the lift kits, with the shower, with the beds, the high roofs. I'm not seeing that as a viable electric solution to happen anytime soon here because it's just the costs will be so high. The quality, because of not mass production, you can't spend all that much time engineering these things, will continue to be pretty low. Just like I, I know from experience, I have the most popular Class B Sprinter out there. The thing is falling apart. Uh, like it's not <laughs> – uh, okay, so that's that's the issue. I think uh, we're on to something with this ID buzz size as people who may want to shower at, you know, whatever the gym membership would be, Planet Fitness showers. Yeah. You know, really, you know, not like posers like me that really want van life. Uh, that ID buzz, maybe the existing e-transit today, if you don't build it out crazy, that's possible. That's a possibility. Yeah. That's especially, possible. Yeah, because especially in the e-transit, like I think – the e we're going to see because first of all let's get it out of the way people who are building these vans out themselves don't give two squats about uh, cargo capacity but let's overload them yes, you know and, and, and we're going to see that you know we're going to see people like hey i want to build the first you know high roof uh e-transit you know because you can get that cargo one stripped out just straight out yeah and you know you can build on that platform and that's pretty much the you know like the winnebago on the uh i'm surprised the, we uh, haven't seen it yet i'm where, yeah. where are these things and then, you know, so that's coming. I, no question. That's an idea. Uh, and then what honestly needs to happen in this market, and I also think to the pickup truck market, to anything that's big, heavy, might be towing or going out distance where, you know, you don't want the electric side to limit your adventure. Yeah. We need a plug-in hybrid van solution. And that's You know, I, I do want to touch on the pickup. You mentioned the pickup. And, you know, I think I would love a Ford Lightning the base model, four wheel drive, big battery. And I, cause you, Lance makes a five and a half foot drop in truck camper for that. And you, with a bathroom, with a shower, with a queen bed and a dinette. <coughs> like I would love that in the back of the lightning. I think that would be so cool. And that would be the right solution for me because I can still have my truck. I can still take a family of four out pretty comfortably and I can go all electric and I'll probably get 150 miles of range, but that's very livable. Are you dying over there with your cough? <laughs> uh, man, we we no, we had some construction over here, so it's been real dusty in here and stuff. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Let's call it a show. That was that, those are our thoughts. I think 
the future is wide open right now. No one has scratched the surface. We are going to get there. We are going to see these things. I think as soon as someone does the plug-in hybrid thing, as soon as someone gets turned on to a mass production on this transit chassis, as soon as maybe this Rivian van is open to the public, maybe this Rivian Mercedes van partnership could be the key. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff brewing right now, but right now no options. And I think plenty to come down the line. Would you agree? Yeah. Zach? Very excited to see what's to come. And I'm really excited for the first person out there to make an e-transit camper van. I'm Hell so excited yeah. to see that. Well, thanks for watching another episode of the Out of Spec Podcast. If you have a video topic or a podcast topic you want us to discuss, throw it in the description below. Zach can be found on Twitter. I'll put it down below. You can also check out Out of Spec Overlanding to see more of Zach. That's right, man. And, uh, yep, we'll catch you on another one soon. Bye-bye. See you, Kyle. Have a good night. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.